legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, back to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, I am joined by Harrison Fagan. Today, he and I are going to be talking about Russell Westbrook trades and what they might look like, why various teams would pull them off. And he dressed for the occasion, Harrison Rock and Teal. Yeah. After, after Aaron and I just talked about how pasty white guys probably shouldn't wear teal, you were just like, no, I got you. You know, you personally offended me with that discussion. <laughs> I should be allowed to wear whatever I want. And the thing is, I, I think... You know, honestly, it's it's the no sleeves that ruin it for us. Like, I, I, I so. got sleeves right now. I think that, like, puts me in the clear <laughs> where I can get away with it. But if you're seeing, like, my full, like, you know, farmer's tan, yeah. like, you know, deal, then that's where the look kind of goes off the rails. So that's where <laughs> I'm at. It's more it's more like the definition. You have to have some kind of de some definition if you're, like, look, I'm brown. I can get it, like, my skin doesn't look as, like, kind of, clayish if i'm if i'm not if i'm if i'm a little tanner um and and i think if you're white and pasty and you don't have definition that's where you you just gotta wear sleeves you just gotta yeah i mean that's where i understand that, that's, been, that's kind of the guiding fundamental principle of my fashion choices <laughs> thou shalt wear sleeves yeah always <laughs> sleeves always a shirt really i mean you know maybe a hoodie yeah um <laughs> today's today's show like i said we are going to talk about russell westbrook um there have been now what four or five separate reports uh that are linking him around the league that like there there hasn't been anything specifically coming from charlotte or from the lakers and i've done my own digging and apparently it, it doesn't seem like any of it is coming from either side specifically um, but you around the league, dig to see that all the sourcing is like, this is something that league exec. It's like all the sourcing is like, you know, like there, this is the gossip among people that I text. Well, like I, that's, that was the thing though, is that like, I was, I was kind of curious and I just kind of asked around, I was like, Hey, this is apparently being talked about by everybody in the NBA, except for the two teams that are maybe thinking about doing it. Like what's going on there. And the people that I spoke to were like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so uh yeah that's where that's where things currently stand and i i also think an important note to make here when it comes to uh Rus this russell westbrook situation and the potential trades that we're looking at here is that historically under rob palinka the trades that have been pulled off aren't the ones that you've seen coming from a miles away you know Except like the, the ad trade yeah but like that yet yeah, but everything else all of the moves that the lakers have have kind of made have been you know kind of cloaked in in silence and then, yeah there's oh, always like a shooter. report that like they're rapidly moving towards this deal and then, and then bang. happens or they bail on it with kyle kuzma halfway to sacramento yeah or or Ty Lu with his birthday cake they call him they're like hey turn the plane around <laughs> or don't turn it around kuz yeah. don't come back you're not coming back here kuz. you're not coming back here just yeah. reroute hard right Washington. turn yeah yeah just just Hard right turn like Enos Kanter. Just go way yeah. out there. Oh <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about the entire Russell Westbrook situation. What has been rumored so far? What makes sense? Why? Like one thing that I've really been kind of surprised by is the response to any Russell Westbrook trade situation 
from people who aren't rooting for the Lakers. And it's a lot of like, why the bleep would Team X ever trade for Russell Westbrook? To, and, and, and so like, I think that's an interesting conversation that, that we should probably have. So we're going to talk about that, some actual iterations of trades that might make sense for both teams. As it stands right now, the two teams that are most linked uh, to the Lakers are the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers. So we're going to discuss both of those situations. And just in general, just kind of talk about like what's at stake here for the Lakers, whether we think there's any circumstance under which Russ is back with the team next year if a trade doesn't happen. Um, lots to get to here. Um, let's let's start, though, with this. Um, and, and it's the most important thing that you and I are going to talk about. So I'm reading from Jake Fisher's article for Bleacher Report where he talks about the future of the uh, Charlotte Hornets. He has this uh, combination of graphs. Are you ready? Yeah, um, let's go. All right, so, quote, the uncertainty surrounding Cupcheck has sparked the latest round of whispers in and around Charlotte that this may be Cupcheck's final year helming the Hornets front office. But to be fair, Cupcheck's potential departure or transition uh, to more of an advisory role has echoed among league personnel for each of the past few seasons. Still, there would seem to be more credence to the rumors this summer without an extension in place. He continues, there have been plenty of rumored potential replacements over the years, but the two most commonly discussed names are... Uh, Buzz Peterson, Jordan's college uh, roommate at UNC and Hornets assistant general manager since 2014, and Chicago Bulls general manager Mark Eversley, who began his career at Nike, the parent company of the Jordan brand. Eversley interviewed to, for the general manager position in 2018, but the role went to Cupcheck instead. Harrison, is there anything more important in the basketball world, anything at all that is more important than the Charlotte Hornets being rain, run by a guy named Buzz. <laughs> I didn't even think of that connection, but that would be really funny. They're like, yeah, Shakarla. It would be like if they let it, it would sound on the press release like they had let the mascot run the team. Like, you know, like the plush Hornet that runs around in games. If you told me that his name was Buzz Peterson, I would kind of believe it. Like, I would think that that was like the cute little mascot name. There's a picture of him with Adam Silver. He's like, Buzz is at CBA school. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just, and it's the plush mascot next to Adam Silver. Exactly. <laughs> with like a name with a notebook. Yeah. yeah. He's sitting there at one of those the desks. Big, the big mouth open, like, you know, smiling, <laughs> waving like Mickey Mouse. All of the press conferences are silent because he yeah. can't talk. It's just a whole bunch of hands, like just like look over yeah, here, just like, <laughs> pantomiming what moves they want to make, <laughs> holding up Buzz. the alchemist and pointing to it as yeah. it inspired them to, to trade for Russell Westbrook. Negotiations would be tough there too, right? Because he literally can't blink. Like, well, also, <laughs> not even just negotiations or whatever, but like, you know, if he, if, you know, God forbid Buzz Peterson did ever get fired, then, you know, you're dealing with all kinds of trademark stuff because, you know, is, <laughs> do they have to, would, would they have to kill the mascot? Like, I don't know. You can't, you can't let like the mascot go work for another team. Like that's yeah. brand infringement. What would be the, what would be the, like, what even would be a second place name for a, a, a mascot for the Charlotte Hornets after Buzz? Like it, it's gotta be. Yeah. I, Stinger? I, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, Stinger Shaw. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, Busy. Yeah. Like, it's just. Stinger Peterson. <laughs> yeah. His brother. 
It's Buzz with a fake mustache. Yeah, Buzz is like the happy-go-lucky one, and Stinger's just always angry. Yeah. Like he's okay. just pissed. Yeah, there you go. The co-GMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that was what I needed to start on. And then also, like, that's just trainer so Gunner Peterson is their, is their third brother. <laughs> Former that's, Lakers trainer to the stars. That's the mascot in, from a Texas team. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like, that's the, the Mavericks mascot. Or yeah. the Rockets mascot is gun. The Rockets tweets mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. So we're gonna go ahead and dive in here to Russell Westbrook. Let's start with like a macro conversation on why a team would trade for Russ. Like, even though granted, from a basketball perspective, I could complete I can, I do completely understand why fans would have watched this uh russell westbrook season watched basically the last five seasons where he's been on five different teams and left with some Hold like on, not, not five it, i think it is no, right it's three it's it's four teams in the last four seasons well or, well he's only all right played for 14 next year will we'll, yeah. his next team will his be will have been we'll his be, fifth yeah, team in okay. 55 years i don't even really count the thunder because that was more of like a mutual like paul george asked out and so let's just kickstart the yeah. rebuild we'll send you somewhere Though, you want to be you hear some stuff you hear some stuff behind the scenes that like the thunder were extremely ready to move on well sure but i think it's it's a little different in that situation yeah. because they had at least had like a decent year before that was more like paul george kickstarted that so i really only consider it like this is like the third team in three years okay. where he's been given up on because yeah. uh, the thunder that was more of a i'm trying to be as fair as possible to russ that seemed like it was more of a mutual let's do right by this guy type of thing yeah that's fair though again you hear some stuff like look sure it, but yeah i'm just i'm just saying that was this is, that was very much what was out there and how it was portrayed at the time right but you know since like like look he, he, with all of these situations, it was like, you know, Russ was actually fine. He was fine as a teammate. He was fine as all this. And then like, a, you know, a little after the fact, you you hear, actually. <laughs> it reminds me of like the Dwight Howard odyssey before he kind of rejuvenated Mello. his career. Yeah. Or Mello. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I do, again, like, I understand why sports fans or teams of different teams, uh, uh, fans of other teams would sit here and say, no wait no don't trade for russ why would you look at people you look at lakers fans putting him in various trade machine uh situations and scenarios and the response to all of those scenarios is why would team x ever sign up for what the lakers just went through and again i would say basketball wise the answer there is, is no they wouldn't yeah yeah <laughs> basketball wise there is no explanation but the nba is more business than basketball and and at the end of the day like so with charlotte for example they have some young guys in miles bridges in Lamelo ball and to a lesser extent uh pj washington who are going to be looking to get paid in either next year or the year after and when they get paid we know that the charlotte hornets just flat out do not want to pay the luxury tax shouts to michael jordan uh and 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 his ownership approach there uh, and and by the way like that sucks i feel like really shitty for hornets fans knowing that like you're just never going to win a championship like you're just not it's not going to happen um, like we have all these good young players but we got to get rid of one of them because uh they're going to be expensive at some point yeah so. because reasons and, yeah. and so uh for for charlotte 
Russ represents an opportunity to get off of some bad contracts and allows them to re-sign some of their young guys to deals that don't take them above the luxury tax. For Indiana, um, same kind of thing. Though I think Indiana, there's more of a basketball explanation than there is in Charlotte, right? Because in Indiana, if you move Malcolm Brogdon, if you move Buddy Heald, you know, that opens up a bunch of minutes in your backcourt. And you have a center in Miles Turner who can step out and hit threes. And that gives you the op- the space to let Russ be Russ more than he was allowed to in LA. And in, in, the, in Indiana, you know, if, if you have a Russ team that is fighting to stay in that like seven to 10 range, like that might get some, keep some butts in seats. And we know that that matters for Indiana. So it's like for both of these situations, do I, do I understand why fans would, would be pissed seeing those rumors start to, to, to kind of percolate? Absolutely. I completely understand why fans would say, look, I don't want Russell Westbrook on the Lakers next year. <laughs> so like, You're so, like, yeah, I get it. I, trust me. I, I, I'm right there with you. I totally understand it. Uh, but sometimes the way the teams are run aren't always with a fans in mind and B with, with, basketball in mind and I I think the other thing too that we have to keep in mind here is is beyond all of like the valid points that you just made is that sometimes you know there is an issue with how these things are portrayed in the media so like if you look at it from a let's just say like casual you know semi-casual Pacers fan perspective or semi-casual Hornets fan perspective or just semi-casual NBA fan perspective yeah what have they heard about Russell Westbrook for the last three nothing years. good <laughs> you know he one of the worst contracts in the nba yeah uh, look at how loud the failures are for all of these different times and you know we can talk about whether or not that was totally fair in all of these situations whatever but the main thing is is all they've heard is bad player worst contract in the nba for like the last three years and that's why he's been getting shifted around and disgruntled and- and this, yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't really fit into the team dynamic necessarily, especially this last year. I think that's certainly been the loud, mm-hmm. louder than it's ever been, uh, you know, just because he's in a bigger market than he's been, ever played in. And so higher expectations, more, yeah. yeah, higher expectations, more media attention, all of that stuff. So they've heard nothing good about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and especially to me, the contract thing is really what factors in here is all they've heard is how bad this contract is. And look, I'm not going to say that $47 million for current Russell Westbrook next year is some kind of bargain. That's not what I'm arguing at all. But an, on an expot, you can't really have a bad expiring contract. Like right. four teams that are looking to save money that are not acquiring Russell Westbrook because they think that he can tremendously help them from a basketball perspective. They're trading for him because they want to get off of, you know, quote unquote, bad long-term money and save some cash in the process by saying like, hey, we'll pay him $47 million up front but we're getting off of year two or year three of these other deals that we don't want to pay long term then that's where russell westbrook becomes i'm not going to say an asset but where he becomes like not a toxic acquisition yeah yeah like he he serves you can come up with the reasoning for why this team would do it it's not because they think that russell westbrook is going to like charge them to the playoffs or something like that it is strictly to save money and he is not the worst contract in the nba anymore he's in the last year of his deal there are far worse contracts now the lakers would hypothetically be taking a worse contract in gordon hayward right that extends beyond next season like that's that is probably literally a worse contract than Russell Westbrook is. 
Um, it's only seventeen dollars or seventeen mil less, and, and I, I know like only seventeen mil is kind of oxymoronic. Uh, but but still, like it's 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 uh, it's less expensive, but for an extra year and a guy who cannot stay on the court. Like say what you will about Russ, and I've said a lot, but in a league where where availability is the most important ability, like he is available more often than not, he is available. He played more games than any other Laker this year. So I like, beat health and safety protocols in one day. That's how durable he is. Right. And, and, the, and him and DeAndre Jordan have the greatest immune systems known to man. <laughs> and like, is Russ available because he doesn't try on one half of the court? Maybe. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't say that while we're trying to talk other fan bases into taking him. <laughs> but, but like, you Let's know, just say that Russ has never really been at risk of injuring himself on defense. <laughs> is it, is it easy to stay healthy if you never box out? He does a great job Possibly. of picking his spots, you know, <laughs> his spots he all happen to reside to on the other side of the, the court. Line. He knows how to keep himself in the lineup for his team. I think you got to give him credit for that. Uh, exactly. So Charlotte is far Indiana? away from his man as possible. <laughs> he, he's been practicing social distancing for half of his career. Like yeah. he's just, he's, he's way ahead of the curve. Um, so yeah, I, I, I understand where that is coming from, from fans, but I, I do think like, it's wild to me that people who do this, do what you and I do for a living are echoing those same sentiments. When, if you've been covering this league, for more than five months, you recognize, oh, some teams run with different things in mind than others. <laughs> and, and like, that's, you know, unfortunately, and this is, this sounds really harsh, but like, this is where you can make a legit case that Magic Johnson, or, uh, well, him too, but Michael Jordan, current iteration of Michael Jordan is kind of sort of bad for the NBA because having a team that like just flat out is not going to be competitive to the same extent that other teams are going to be competitive. It's just bad. Like that fan base, you're never going to have a committed fan base in, in Carolina, which is a, one of a, a basketball hotspot in, in the country, right? Where you have Duke and, and you have North Carolina and one of the most heated rivalries in the sport and the pressure, the, the professional iteration of basketball in that area is this team that will never be fully committed to winning a championship. That's not great, Bob. That's not, it's great to say that Michael is great, is, is an owner and he's one of the very few uh, black majority owners in, in all of professional sports. So in that regard, like societally, absolutely great. And, and everything he's done for the sport to this point, absolutely great. But as an owner right now, not great, Bob. I wouldn't want to root for his team. To be fair to the jump man, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know that there are a lot of owner of ownership groups lining up to both keep the team in Charlotte, which Michael Jordan wanted to do. That was important yeah. to him. His mm -hmm. home state. Uh, wait, no, home hometown. Sorry, I, <laughs> home area. I do. Yeah, home area. Home region. Uh, Charlotte is not a state. Uh, <laughs> you know, I. I don't know that there are a lot of like, like Steve Ballmer is not lining up or Steve Ballmer esque figures are not lining up to keep the team in Charlotte yeah. and pay the luxury tax. Like that's just not something that a lot of billionaires are going to say. Oh, up totally. To do. You know, all, and all, so, I, I'm not saying that it's specific to Michael. To have, 
a bunch of teams in these mar- in different markets and things like that, then, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I hesitate to go that hard on MJ. Well, it's not a Michael specific thing. It's not an MJ specific thing. I'm saying, generally speaking, you just want every team in a coastal city. I get it. You're a coastal elite <laughs> who moved to Texas for tax purposes. You're you are a hypocrite. You you are criticizing uh-huh. MJ for doing exactly what you did. You it's didn't give want me to pay the luxury pool. tax. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm, you know, we're we're working on our pool. Like, yeah, it was the right. <laughs> it was the right move. Um, no, but like you're gonna, I, you're gonna trade Avery to save money on her college fund. You're gonna trade her to another family for two for two infants to be named later in like ten look, years. With another on the way, all I'm saying <laughs> is that she's she either better get herself a scholarship or she's yeah, going she's to community coming up college. for an extension. You know, yeah. and you got you got younger, cheaper stars on the way. In, in am Bradley, I am I already son. working on her golf swing? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> um. But like the other, the only to take us back to the Hayward versus Russ and contract and all that. Well, no, I I want to finish this off because people are going to think I'm taking like an unfounded shot at specifically Michael Jordan. Yeah, you're just a LeBron stand. (laughs) Exactly. Look, uh, in in fairness to Michael, he started being a terrible GM after he was done playing. (laughs) Like that was that was a smart move by MJ. But like when it comes to like MJ, it's not an MJ specific thing. Any and all owner who is not willing to pay the luxury tax, you're dead to me. Like all of you people, all of you people, like you're bad for the sport, actively bad for the sport that you're telling your fan base, you are not worth above a certain amount to be competitive in the NBA. Like, no, you guys are all making money by the freaking billion. All of your, all of the, 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 uh, the, the evaluations of all of these franchises just continue to skyrocket. And there's this list around the corner of billionaires who are waiting to be able to buy your team. Like, I'm sorry, you don't get to and And by the way, there are some cities that are stupid enough to, to pay for your arena. Like you get all okay, of these benefits. All right, we get it. We get all of these, you get all of these benefits. And if you're not willing to pay for the luxury tax, like I'm sorry, man, like you're you're actively bad for the for the for the sport that you own your team in. So yeah, it's not just Michael that, specifically; it's everybody. You believe that billionaires should pay for their own effing stadiums? Exactly. Look, so it's it's that it's the onion headline. Yeah. <laughs> Worst person you know just made a good point. Yeah. So Soul to take it back to the Hayward right, yeah. and Russ stuff and all that, and you know, some of this is like again, it goes back to these narratives taking hold, like. Gordon Hayward had a really fun start to his max contract, like kind of pushed the Hornets off to an unexpectedly good season last year. And everybody was like, oh man, Charlotte, was that actually a good decision? Everybody kind of like raised their eyebrows and it's like, oh wow, like he's played like 30 really good games. And so maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe this was a good idea for Charlotte. He kind of has them going in the right direction. He's, you know, teaching LaMelo how to play in a semi-winning environment, that kind of thing. And then it's like, oh, wait, this guy's injured all the time, and maybe this is not, you know, that great to have signed him to a four-year max deal. And also, he, he like he can't be the best player on a really, really good team. Yeah, he can be the best player on, like, a playoff-ish yeah. Ish team. Yeah, like a play-in team. He's the best player yeah. on a play-in team. And by the way, like, him with the Lakers um, makes a lot of sense, Yeah, you know? If he's your third best player... Um, and, and there are nights that like you can allow him to just rest because you have other guys like it, 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 he, he makes a lot of sense for, for the Lakers, um, less, less sense for, for Charlotte. And again, that's why that's where this trade rumor is coming from is, is 
And you even have stuff like Jake writing that, you know, it's become an open secret sort of in league circles that Hayward is Jake Fisher. That is, which basically, yeah, yeah, Jake Fisher, uh, you know, who you cited 20 minutes Mm -hmm. ago, 15 minutes ago. I'm giving our, I'm because we also are going to talk about Jacob Rude. Like we're going to, we're going to like, I don't call him Jake. So, you know, it's, although maybe I should, man, that'd be an alpha move. I should start (laughs) calling him Jake. He's never asked me to. Or Um, Jay. Yeah. (laughs) I think. Like, you know, to go back to that, which basically, you know, look, you and I can, Jake can't say this, but you and I can read between the lines of that report. Oh, like this becoming an open secret in league circles means that Gordon Hayward's agent is going and telling teams that like, hey, why don't you trade for Gordon? He's, yeah. he's ready to join your team. Um, right. Like that's how that becomes an open secret in league circles and things. Like His that. agent wants to break up with the Hornets before they break up with him. Exactly. It's not, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> it's not my contract it's you signing it to it you can't trade me i demand a trade <laughs> uh it's like it's like the baker mayfield thing like you <laughs> dude that's um, gotten ugly yeah good so lord I, I guess like so that's where i'm at it's like you know gordon hayward people were like they heard all these positive things about gordon hayward and like mm-hmm. there's no way he could be a worse contract than russ and it turns out at this point Maybe. you know if, if for where the hornets are at he might be considering yeah. that they have to pay him 30 million in each of the next two years whereas Russ they could you know they could pay him that 47 million this year but then you you know you don't have that huge you know chunk of your cap being taken yep. up by him next year which factors in towards those tax purposes as these extensions start to kick in for their younger guys yeah well like bridges has to get will get paid this next year um and you know could go upwards near the max. I don't think he's a max player. I think he's really, really good, but I don't think he's a max player. I think if you sign him to a max contract, you're, you're kind of putting a cap on how good you're going to be. Um, but he's going to get, he's going to get around trade him to the Lakers in two years for their next underperforming star, so that you can pay your next young guys. It's like yeah, it a, might be for Anthony Davis. Basketball Ponzi um, scheme. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so like He's going to get paid next year. And if you pay him next year and you have Hayward on your books, that means you have to make an awkward decision about whatever extension you might be offering up to PJ Washington. Right. And, and, well, and, and you, you didn't even mention this, but it does go without saying, like, LaMelo is going to be up for, oh, a yeah. Extension. He's going to be up for, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, and he's absolutely worth a match. And he's absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's why I think it's, it's like a no brainer. So you factor him into that calculus too. And all of a sudden, this is getting expensive if yeah. you're stretching these hits out over multiple years. Though Versus I think, if you're just I think, biting uh, the bullet and getting Russ and like getting all that off the books this year. Well, LaMelo's, uh, next contract won't kick in until after Hayward would be off of the books. But that doesn't apply to somebody like Terry Rozier, whose extension starts next year. It's a four year, 80 something million dollar extension. And, and like that would affect, you know, if you want to, if, if the luxury tax is a hard cap for your organization, then you can't have Rozier and you can't have bridges and you can't have LaMelo and still hope to pay for, for, for Washington. So, and now maybe they move Washington before they have to pay him. That's altogether possible too. Um, and, and you might be actually be able to get something for Washington at this stage of his career compared to Rozier with four years and $80 million ahead of him. Um, but, but regardless, like when it comes to, and, and again, like we talked about with Indiana, like they are, they, they made a choice between, uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. They decided to stick with Turner, which I think is the right call. And they are go- eventually going to have to pay Halliburton, who looks special, 
Um, and then, you know, eventually you're going to try to start getting competitive. And can you do that with as much money as committed to, to Malcolm Brogdon in that same position as Halliburton? Can you do that with Buddy Heald on your books, who, you know, granted makes sense for the Lakers, but doesn't make as much sense, I don't think, for Indiana. And so, like, for those guys, and, and again, with Russ coming in there, like, he will, if, if we know, if there's one thing we know about Russ, the situation that he is built for at this stage of his career, it's for like an overperforming, low playoff play-in seed where he can just go out and, and, and compile as many counting stats as he can possibly compile. His season won't be a failure because he can average a triple-double. He, it wouldn't, <laughs> by the way, like he could, it, all right, Harrison, would it shock you at all if he went to Indiana and, and again, averaged a triple-double and had that team in and around playoff slash play in contention. And and you no. start to get some of the and you get start to get some of the well, what was up in, in LA with Russell Westbrook? Why didn't it work there? It works here. Like it wouldn't Although shock I'm me not at all. Sure if you that got I can that. imagine a worse personality fit than Rick Carlisle and Russell Westbrook <laughs> in terms of like like if he thought he had it bad with Frank, just wait till he sends Rick Carlisle champagne and Rick like throws it at him and tells him to rotate on defense. Well, like I, I Frank, uh, there or not Frank, but Rick is uh, apparently considering a move to the front office. No, no, no. He shot that down. He said, "I came here to coach." He, well, he I'm did. telling you right now, if they trade for Russell Westbrook, he's really considering that move to the front <laughs> office. <laughs> All right, I will move to the front office after you trade for Russell Westbrook, so I get credit for trading Russell Westbrook, and I don't have to coach Russell Westbrook. It's yeah. a win-win for Rick Carlisle. Boom. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think when it comes to the conversation surrounding Russell Westbrook, it's always going to be ridiculous because uh, this is one of those situations where a ridiculous conversation is actually warranted. Like the, the situation in LA got There's so a bad amount of warranted hyperbole. Yeah. Like, look, you and I covered this season and it, yeah, this is <laughs> the, 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 where his name is current currently resides around in, in and around NBA circles. Like it's there for a reason. And, and he is going to have a lot of work to do to reform some of that reputation. If but, he even plays for any of these teams, they may just buy him well, that's out. The, and then, it, and that's, then at what yeah. point, like, who signs him at that point? Well, if it's to a minimum, I think some team convinces themselves, like some bad team convinces themselves. I don't know that he would them. sign the minimum. Well, then he's done. And that's yeah. how Allen Iverson I ended. Mean, yeah. Like, that's, that's how it ended for Allen. By the way, like, he, if, he was, if he got bought out, and then got signed to a minimum. I don't even minimum. know if it was a buyout. Like you saw that Ramona Shelburne report where he, he said might, that he, he, he wouldn't could take get a buyout. Like they just have to, they just have to waive him. Yeah.